0: Welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. When we really sat with conviction today, Church. That was awesome. Like, a lot of conviction. You could hear it roaring, especially from the back coming forth. I was like, gosh. And yeah, I felt very, very small all of a sudden. I was like, you know what, God, no. You have given me a voice. And it might not be a very loud voice, but it's a voice and it can be heard, and it will be heard. Yeah. So today, you have my voice to listen to. So, um, yeah, let's pray. Father, I just thank you that um, your will be done today, Lord, that um, your words will, will speak into people's hearts today, um, that they will resonate with people, that they will um, cut through any, any logic and any mindful stuff, but just penetrate, penetrate right to the heart today, Father. And Father, I thank you that you have given all of us a voice. Yes. And you have given all of us a heart to communicate your, your message and your good news. Um, and Father, I thank you that today, yeah, I will honor you and glorify you. Amen. And Father, I thank you that this is good soil yes. and every word you speak today is going to be acted upon. Amen. So Father, I thank you. You are awesome. Amen. Let's get going. So I want to share um, one of my favorite scriptures with you. And um, you might think this is a little strange of, of a scripture to have as a favorite one. However, when I need a kick up the bottom, I always turn to this scripture. When I need a bit of a, just a reminding, I think, of just how great God is and how brilliant his plans are for me. Um, he leads me to this scripture. And I want to share it with you. So we are going to Luke 9 today. And um, as Claire sat down, she was like, oh, and a challenging word. And I was like, yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, no apologies. Um, but we're going to talk about the cost of following Jesus today. Amen, amen. And um, so I'm going to start in Luke 9, um, verse 57, it says. Um, so on the way. A man approached Jesus and said, I am ready to follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, foxes live in holes and birds have their nests, but the Son of Man has no permanent dwelling place. To another man Jesus said, follow me. But the man answered, Lord, I must first go and bury my father. Jesus told him, leave the dead to bury them; those who are dead, but you are to go and preach about God's kingdom. Yet another man said, I want to follow you, Lord, but allow me first to go and say farewell to my family. Jesus said, once a person has begun to plough, he must not look back. Such a man is not fit for service in God's kingdom. Now, I don't know if many of you have delved into it, but I'd like to read read that in the Passion Translation, because it's very exciting. Are you ready? On their way, someone came up to Jesus and said, I want to follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Yes, but remember this, even animals in the fields have holes in the ground to sleep in, and birds have their nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay down his head. Jesus then turned to another and said, Come, be my disciple. He replied, Someday I will. Lord, but, I, but allow me first to fulfill my duty as a good son and wait until my father passes away. Jesus told him, Don't wait for your father's burial. Let those who are already dead wait for death but as you go, go and proclaim everywhere that God's kingdom has arrived. Still another said to him, Lord, I want to follow you too, but first let me go home and say goodbye to my entire family. Jesus responded, are you ready? Why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Ouch! Here we go. So, Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Now, I'm sure you can understand why I read that translation and was like, oh, okay, this says it differently, and it says it in a way that goes, wowzers, that's pretty tough, okay? In the, in the NIB or the truth where I read it from the first, you know, Luke 9, 57, 62 is all about letting go of your old self, yeah? You have been brought into a new creation, so letting go of and not holding accounts of past sins or baggage, but being and living out in your new creation, yeah? And I was, um, I'm going to tell you a little story now. I was chatting to a friend last week in the hub, and um, they said to me, um, How are you doing? You know, and I was like, oh yeah, all good. Um, And they said, how's church going? And I was like, oh yeah, it's going really well. Uh, You know, there's lots of groups happening. There's loads of outreach happening in the building. Stuff's going really well. And um, then they asked me, is church challenging? And I said yes. And um, they asked me how I cope with the challenge. And um, without even without even thinking, you know, sometimes you. You, you just come out with a response. You don't, there's no engagement in your brain. Your brain does not process everything, anything. There is no filter. Words just come out. Yeah. So without even processing or filtering, words that came out of my mouth was, I just keep going. I do not have time to run away. This, this was my, my response. And I was like, huh, huh. Anyway, we carried on chatting. You know, they laughed at my response, as you do. And um, we carried on chatting. Great conversation. All good. Went home. Anyway, over the past week, my response of, I just keep going, I do not have time to run away, has just gone round and round and round and round in my head, okay, and I was a bit like, okay, God, it's still in my head, I can't get rid of it, should I be, you know, processing something here? Is something going on, what what do I need to know, and, you know, I was like, well, this was obviously in my heart, because it just came straight out, I didn't... I didn't sit and ponder. I didn't think about how do I cope with challenging church. I just let these words come out of my mouth, and it was too late to zip it or to filter the words coming out or to get my brain to engage with anything before they'd already escaped. So I was like, okay. It was obviously a reaction. It wasn't a I'm going to sit down and prayfully respond to this question. It was just a reaction that came out of me. So anyway, went home, and I was like, right. Positive and negatives of this comment that has come out of my head. I was like, what does this mean? You know, I just keep going. That, that could be really positive, couldn't it? It could be positive. You know, I'm always there. I turn up and do bits. I, I, I help out during the week. You know, I, if you like, I faithfully serve. I was like, that, that could be a positive, Jesus. You know, this is all good. I was like, oh, but is, is, it, is it sounding really negative? You know, am I getting a bit complacent? with church and with life and my daily duties and how I help out and what I do, you know. All this was going on. I was like, oh, I don't really know. Um, and then I was like, okay, I just keep going. And then I looked at the fact and I was like, okay, so I don't have time to run away. What does that mean? Am I avoiding challenges? Am I not, you know, processing things properly? Am I just letting things go over my head? What is going on? Um, And I was like, oh, but this could be really positive, you know. Am I persevering and facing challenges head on? You know, what's going on? And all this was going on. I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then, anyway, God shut me up eventually. (laughs) Sat me down. He was like, switch off your brain, sit down. And um, he reminded me. um, Again, another story. Keep, bear with me here. There is a point at the end, I promise. Um, But he was like, Jem, packing takes time. Yeah? Um, I don't know if any of you noticed. You may have noticed. You may not have noticed. It's absolutely fine if you didn't notice. I wasn't here last Sunday. Um, Nor was my husband, nor was my children. They weren't running around. And um, we were away with the family celebrating um, our grandma's 80th birthday, which was absolutely fab. And we had a really, really great time. And um, I had to pack to go. So, last the week before last, whatever, yeah, it was a really, really busy week. Had loads on during the day, lots on in the evenings, and that's not always the case for me. Sometimes I get my evenings just chilled. No, no, that wasn't the case. There was loads going on, and I was like, oh, goodness, okay. So, loads going on, and I was like, I think I got to about Wednesday, and I was a bit like, right, let's hunt out the bags. I like each child, I have three children, by the way, I like each child to have their own bag. So then I can pack things in, and I can easily see what's in whose bag, and who needs extra things. So I throw it all into one. It'd take me forever, because I'd constantly have to unpack and put it in piles, (laughs) and then go, right, you've got that, you've got that, you've got that. Who needs, you know. I like them to have their own bags. And um, so I rooted the bags out, and I was like, right. Um, Our house that we went to for the weekend had a swimming pool, so I was like, right, I can throw swimmers in. I can cope with that. They're ready. Um, Anyway, this was like on Wednesday or something. And then we got to Thursday evening, and I was like, I need to bake. It's grandma's 80th birthday. We had planned afternoon tea. I've got a lot of baking to do, So, whacked out the baking, got my scones done, got my my cakes done, you know. Um, Was like, right, I've baked. I'm so tired, I've got no time to pack. Um, So, no packing happened. Got to Friday. Mm -hmm. Mum had said to me, right, we can get into the house from three o'clock. Pick up Elle from school, come to the house and we'll decorate. I was like, yes, I will be there. I haven't packed, but I will be there. And um, so Friday mornings, I run a music group, so that was all busy. And then after the morning, I had to rush to town and um, pick up big 80th balloons and, you know, decorations and get ready. Sorry, this is a very long-winded story. We will get that. Um, Painting a picture, very good picture. It will come. Um, Got all the balloons. You can imagine me. You know these really great big helium balloons? (laughs) Had an eight and a zero. And then mum was like, should I order some more balloons? It'll look really nice. But the he- if you have them as helium, you've got to order them and leave them for a couple of hours and then pick them up. And so I was like, sure, of course, over text messaging. That would be great. I'll collect them after music group. That was me. Are you ready for this? With a push chair. And ruin the push chair. Sam, bless her, by myself. An 80th balloon, an eight balloon, a zero balloon. And then we had... Three, uh, two groups of, like, four balloons tied, and <laughs> you can imagine it. Exactly. <laughs> trying to get back to my car all the way up the high street, and Rue like, kicking the balloons. And I was like, no, don't kick them, they're my best. Um, and poor Sam's going, let me carry them, let me carry them. I was like, but if we, if we lose them? No, no, I can't cope. So um, you can imagine it. It was quite a state and a sight for people, and people probably had a very, very good laugh. Anyway, yeah. got home. No, I didn't get home. She managed to finally put all the blues in the car. Had to go straight to school to collect Elizabeth, because it was, like, 20 to 3. I was like, quick, let's go. Anyway, got home after school. Okay, so this was, like, 20 plus past 3. I told mum, yes, I will be there straight after school. I was like, girls, we've got to go home and pack. Got home, bearing in mind, I had laid out bags, dad had packed in the morning and told me to just throw a couple of extra things in that he couldn't find. So I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. Literally, from 20 past three, I ran around my house going, children, I have to pack, please occupy yourself, trying to throw things in the bag, Rue emptying the bag quicker than I could <laughs> fill it, and literally going, we've got to get there, quick, and then I um, Literally, there was yeah. I threw all the kids in the car, strapped them in, tried to fill the roof box because I thought if they're in the car, they can't go anywhere, and then threw everything in the boot. And then I was trying not to squash the cakes and the balloons. And anyway, 5:45, I arrived at our location. Our location took about seven minutes to drive to <laughs> from my house. I was like, and God was like, it takes time to pack. I do not have time to pack. I actually do not have time to pack, okay? It took me two hours to pack for about a 60-hour weekend. It was ridiculous. I was just like, actually, what I said is very true. I do not have time to pack. It is time-consuming. You don't have time to pack, guys. You don't have time to pack. And Jesus says that even looking back, you don't have time to look back. That is the point I was getting to after my very exciting story. (laughs) There is no time to pack. You do not have time to run away. And you certainly, you know, imagine it took me two hours to pack five people for 60 hours. Of a great adventure, bearing in mind we lived in the swimming pool all weekend. We didn't actually need clothes, you know? (laughs) And yet, yes, just in case, and yet I had packed five bags, one for each person. I had packed an airbed in case there wasn't a bed for Roo. I had packed, you know, cakes. And even I got there and I'd forgotten the flour because I had to make special scones um, for Uncle Tom, who's a vegan, forgotten the flour. So I still had to go out the next day to get the flour. You know, I still didn't remember everything. Don't have time to pack. It's far too time-consuming. I've written this whole story out, and now I have no idea where I am, do I? So it took me two hours to pack. This was not good, okay? And I still got there, and Dan was like, (laughs) Dan had to wear my deodorant the whole weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hadn't. I, I absolutely am 100% positive. I put it in the bag, but I feel Rue had taken it out of the bag and I hadn't noticed. So anyway, I still didn't have everything that I needed to have. Literally two hours running around my house and I still didn't have everything I needed. It is incredibly time consuming. God was just saying, you do not have time to run away. You don't have time to pack. So what, what's the other option? we stay, we face, and we get on with it, yeah? He says, again, when you turn your back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm, yeah? Packing took me two hours, okay? Even looking back takes time, yeah? You know what it's like if you're driving a car, people in the back. It's not good, is it? Or if you sneeze and your reaction is to close your eyes. Your your focus is gone. You you've taken your eyes off the game, yeah. Even that looking back takes some time. I don't I don't want to miss any of God's path. Okay. Lots of people say, and I'm not disputing this. I'm just not quite sure about the processing of it. But lots of people say, you know, oh oh, you know, I'm going along God's path. It's all a journey. If I miss a turning, it's okay. He'll still get me to the destination. He might do. But will the path be as fruitful? Will it be as blessed? Will it be as productive? I have no idea. But I don't want to wonder that. Yeah, I don't want to ask his questions. I want to go on his path that he's got me on. And I don't want to be going, oh, I sneezed, I closed my eyes, I missed that junction. I'll get the next one. You know, Sat can reboot you, yeah, that's great. And I know God can because he is incredibly gracious and his mercy is all over us. However, I don't want to be asking, oh, if I'd gone that way, would I have got there differently? Would it have been more fruitful? Would it have been more blessed? What would have happened? There's no need to ask these questions because we're not looking back. I'm not looking back. Church, you don't have time to look back and you certainly don't have time to pack. So, yeah, face the challenges. Head on. Head on. Because that's the only thing we can do, I think. One, one Let's go to another scripture. 1 Corinthians. It's light in the mood a little, you know. That was a bit serious there, wasn't it? It says, it says a very similar thing. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. But in a different way, okay? So it says, So if someone builds on this foundation using spiritual gold... Let's start from verse 11, because that's the beginning, isn't it? No one can change the foundation that has already been laid, for that is the truth of Jesus Christ. He personally is the foundation. So if someone builds on this foundation using spiritual gold, silver, or precious stones, his work will survive. But if someone uses only wood, hay, or stubble, his work will be burnt up on the day of judgment. For then the value of each man's work will be seen clearly, because the testing of God's fire will prove the quality of what each person has produced okay we've got to use the good stuff yeah we can't shortcut things we can't look back we've got to use the good stuff to build and build and build and build yeah we can't just manufacture something that we think oh that will stay together or oh that will be okay we've got to put the time in we've got to put the effort in we've got to use the good stuff yeah Yeah? I think from 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 that Corinthians passage, like he's saying, you know, don't get distracted. Stay on the path, stay on the on his truth, stay on the good stuff, and don't get distracted trying to do things using not great materials. But we can't rely on what's gone before. Yeah, we've got to. If we're not looking back and we're looking forward and our eyes are fixed forward and on the, the, the big picture, the big game, the, you know, what, what we're doing, we can't afford to rely on what's gone before. We've got to be asking, okay, God, I'm ready. My eyes are forward. What, what am I doing? You know, he says anyone that is, be- once a person has begun to plow, he must not look back. What are you plowing? <laughs> yeah? What? what is next to be ploughed, yeah? You can't, when you're ploughing a field, you churn churn soil and that's it. It's ready for planting. You don't need to keep churning, yeah? It's like bread. I make quite a lot of bread, I quite enjoy it. Um, probably because, you know, get to knead away, but no, I'm lazy, I have a bread machine. But, um, you know, skeins, <laughs> I need my skeins, there you go, I need the skeins. But, you know, if you do it too much, It doesn't taste good, it won't rise as well, or it tastes really tough and really chewy. It's not a good bake. So what are you, yeah, what field are you in at the minute? What are you plowing? What field are you going to next? Where are you going to plow? If you're going forward and you're not looking back, you're continually looking forward. You've got your vision in sight. You're going, okay, Jesus, where? where next? Where am I going? And it might be that, you know, he's given you a great field, if you like, to serve in and to work in, and you're doing a grand job. But actually he's saying, you see that big field over there? That needs doing next. And that might be, woo, that's a little bit daunting. That's a little bit bigger. Oh, no thanks. Uh, Stick to this one. I'll just keep going up and down, up and down, up and down. No, no. It only needs plowing once. And then it's the next person's job to get in there and plant some seeds. Yeah? It only needs plowing once. So what have you put your hand to that is making you useful in the kingdom realm? What are you doing, saying, loving upon that is making a transformation in someone's life? Yeah, God's greatest commandment was to love him and to love others. Because the love sees the transformation. The relationship. It's what we're created for. A relationship brings the transformation. So where are your relationships working? Where are they being fruitful? What's the next one to work on? You know? We always love upon someone, if you like. So they receive the good news of Jesus Christ, so they come into his kingdom, and then you're like, woohoo, you still need to love upon them, because as we all know, we all need to love upon each other, it's a tough journey, however, Jesus has won one, so where's the next one, yeah, you always do something so that there's more, so that you can go further, So just keep going. Face challenges head on. Persevere through whatever circumstances are necessary. And accept, are you ready? Accept that running away is not an option. It's not an option, guys. Packing bags is far too time consuming. You will miss the path God has got for you. Even if you look back, he says, you will miss something. Even if you look back. Okay, the past is gone. Let it go. woo Yeah, hey, party on. It's gone. New creation. Woohoo! new creation. You know, embrace what's next. Embrace what's in front of you. I have no idea where we're at. That's good, isn't it? That's just a blank piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> right up. All right, Brian, we're done. No. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Um, I have a psalm. Where's my psalm gone? Here we go. Let's load it up on here, and then we can read the whole psalm. there it is, 40, 37, 30, 40, there we go, okay, oh, let's get out of the passion so then we can understand this a bit better. Psalm 49, verse 9. Here we go. I do not seal my lips. Okay? I do not hide your righteousness. I speak of your faithfulness. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness. It goes on. I desire to do your will. Your law is within my heart. all he needs to know, you desire to do his will. Upstairs today they're doing, um, still going through the Lord's Prayer, and this week they've, um, they're on, um, golly, what are they doing? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness me. <laughs> your will be done. Um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. That's all he needs to know, that you're willing to do that. And if we're not busy doing this, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, if we're not busy doing that, and we're not busy running around trying to pack everything up because, oh, that was a bit dodgy, and we're not quite sure how to process it, so we're going to, you know, skip next week because, whoo that was a bit, a bit too much. If we're not busy doing that, all he needs to know is, I'm here, I'm willing. How, I don't actually know how to process some things, and that's that's fine. I think that's fine to say. God, don't actually know how to process that. Actually, this is a little bit tricky. But I'm still going to turn up. I'm still going to face the challenge. I'm still going to look and say my vision is here. I'm still going to get there. Something just fell down off the ceiling. Um, <laughs> that was distracting, wasn't it? <laughs> don't know what it is. Um, as long as your vision still going forward, as long as your eyes are fixed, yeah. he's going to say, that's fine. We'll process together. We'll keep going forward, but you haven't missed my turning. So you're going to be as fruitful as I want you to be. You're going to be as productive as I want you to be. You're going to be as blessed as I want you to be because you haven't missed a turning. Your eyes are still fixed on me. Therefore, it's going to be good.